Hey, squaddies. Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're airing one of our most popular episodes from the past three years. We have hundreds of episodes now, and lately we've been replaying the most well-received and listened to episodes, and you all have been loving it. We're going to keep giving you what you want and give new squaddies the chance to hear past episodes without having to go digging through the archives. New episodes are still launching every other week, while classics like this are airing in between. Enjoy the show and happy Travel Tuesday. Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal, Brittany, Kim, and I'm Dana, and And we're we're the Travel Squad Podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance, and prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hello. Hello. Hey. Welcome to episode 35 of the Travel Squad podcast. This week, we are headed to Las Vegas, Nevada. Sin City. Oh, do I have some stories for you. Vegas is wild. Las Vegas is a city to be seen and explored. There's so much to do in Vegas from eating, drinking, seeing and doing things. You're going to have just a great time in Vegas. It's also a good hub for other weekend trips and getaways. So we're going to share some of those tips and tricks with you later. Mm-hmm. Guys, in this episode, we are going to give you our recommendations on where to stay, what restaurants to consider, activities to do. So that means shows, parties, nightclubs. And yes, we are going to talk about other nightclubs than just hawk on. Oh, you know it. <laughs> but of course, it's going to have a special mention. And we're also going to discuss so much more. You're in for a treat this episode, guys. So to start off with, we're going to give you some general tips that we want to go over with you. And one of them that we want to bring to your attention is related to parking. Now, a lot's changed in Las Vegas in the last three years, and it used to be free for valet, self-parking, etc. Those were the days. Those were the days. But a lot of major hotels now are starting to charge to park. So that is one thing you want to be mindful of. Even if you've paid for your hotel room, you get there, you're going to have to pay to park there are a few places that do not charge for parking still so we want to go over those with you here so a lot of the places on the las vegas strip as i said do charge to park a few of those places that are still free include circus circus the win and encore treasure island venetian and palazzo and planet hollywood but any of the other major hotels such as mgm caesars all caesars right or bellagio any of the main ones that are on the strip they do charge for parking so the ones that we mentioned earlier they still as of now have free parking and this is just based on the time of recording so before you go make sure you check Absolutely. 
And on top of charging for parking, they are also charging for resort fees. This isn't new, but because the hotels are hotels plus nightclubs plus restaurants and places to gamble, they do consider themselves a resort. And for that, they typically have like a resort fee tacked on. So just imagine you're paying for your hotel, you're paying for parking, and then you're also paying this resort fee on top of it all. Usually it's around 30 to 40 sometimes can be more per night. Right. And it depends on what hotel you're staying at. And if you're very lucky to find a good deal on Expedia or even direct through a specific hotel, sometimes it's not uncommon on a weekday to find a really, really cheap price and you pay for it. And then the disclaimer, it says that it has a resort fee, which you'll have to pay when you get there. So we've seen cases, heard cases, experienced cases where what you pay for the nightly rate sometimes is cheaper than the resort fee when you get there of 50, <laughs> 60 dollars a night. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't gathered already, Vegas isn't cheap. It is a pricey city to be in. Yes, it is. Another thing you should know, the streets are huge. You may be able to look out and see a hotel that looks like it's close enough and try to walk, but it will take you 30 minutes just to get to the next place you're trying to go to. Or even longer. Yes, it takes a long time to get by foot to where you're going. Yeah, because some of the hotels on the Strip, even if you can look out to the hotel that's directly across from you, you might not be able to cross the street mm -hmm. right there. You might have to take a bridge. So you might have to walk down the street to take the pedestrian bridge over or wait for another crosswalk down the street. So just because it's right across the street or right next to you, the hotels are so big and they take up blocks of space. Mm -hmm. And because of all the people, it takes a while to get anywhere on foot. The good thing, about having these big streets that take a long time to get from place to place is that you can bring your drink with you. Drinking on the streets is perfectly legal in Vegas. Yes, Woo! they do allow open alcohol containers. It's one of the few places in the United States that do. Off the top of my head, the only other place I could think of is New Orleans Miami. that allows that. Miami does as South well. Beach, yeah. There you go. So very few places in the United States do. Las Vegas is one of them. So if you've never been and go and see everybody boozing it up, walking with beer or big drinks, cocktails on the street. Don't be alarmed. Completely legal, completely normal. Yep. There's a CVS right on the strip by the Paris Hotel. Great place to stop in and get some drinks for the walk to the next place. You can bring your drink with you. If you get it at the bar, you can walk right out with it. Sometimes they'll give you a plastic cup to pour it in. Sometimes you just take the glass with you and get on your way. Great tips, Kim. Of course, you know how to save a dollar. Right. Another thing on the topic of having big streets and things taking a long time, it can also take a very long time to get from place to place by Uber. Every one of the resorts or hotels will have an Uber line where you go to, same as where you would get in for a taxi. And so that's a designated pickup place for Ubers, but it could take you a very long time to get to where you're going as well. Especially at night because Vegas is known for its nightlife. So trying to get around at night can be very cumbersome because everybody is trying to go out out. Even if you're not taking an Uber and you're driving yourself in the city, Jamal and I have driven through the city many times. If you miss a turn, you might have to go several blocks down to turn around. It can be very confusing and it can take you much longer than anticipated. So give yourself some extra time when traveling. Yeah, even when we drive to Las Vegas, because it's a very quick drive from San Diego here to Las Vegas, we do it quite often. And the hotels we stay at usually are off of Flamingo. If any of you haven't been, it's irrelevant to this point of the story. But getting off the freeway to get to the hotel and going, you know, three stoplights sometimes can easily take 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yes, 25 minutes for three stoplights that aren't very far. Mm -hmm. So if you can avoid taking a car when in Las Vegas, 
Vegas other than just getting to your hotel. If you're driving there, you definitely should. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't really need a car once you're in Vegas. Because the good news is they have a monorail. Yeah, so they have a monorail that runs pretty much the entire length of the Las Vegas Strip. Now, for any of you who haven't been to Vegas before and don't know what we're talking about when we say the Las Vegas Strip, Las Vegas Boulevard, the major street of Las Vegas, that is referred to as the Las Vegas Strip. It has all the major hotels, it has all the major nightclubs, etc., and they're pretty much all aligned on one major road. So the monorail traverses the entire length of the Strip. It doesn't stop at every hotel, but it stops at the main ones and for $13 you can get an unlimited use day pass. That's a good information I did not know that. So while you are out enjoying shows, nightlife drinks etc. Another tip is make sure you write down your room number and hotel on a piece of paper and stick it in your back pocket because you never know if you're going to forget. <laughs> yeah you might forget it after a few drinks and a lot of the hotels just as well have multiple towers so they have different elevators that you can go up to get to different towers of the hotel. So beyond marking your room number, you might want to mark what tower you're in within your hotel. That way somebody could help you out if you get lost or don't remember. Or if you pass out, someone can find it in your back pocket and make sure you get home safely. Speaking of hotels, let's talk about where to stay. Ooh, my favorite hotel in Vegas is the Cromwell. Have any of you guys stayed there? I have not. I have not stayed at the Cromwell, but it is at the corner of Flamingo, just Mm -hmm. like I was talking about earlier. So I see it all the time, know what it is. It's a centrally located hotel. It's about in the middle of the strip. So it's in a great location and it's a beautiful hotel. It's so sexy. Like everything's black and royal purple and tufted and velvet and just amazing. The service is so good there. It's definitely a smaller boutique hotel. Still has casinos. It has the Dreyas pool party. It has the Dreyas after hours nightclub, which I'll get into later. But I love staying there. It's a little bit on the higher priced end. So it's not. What would you estimate for a room? Um, Probably like 300 tonight. That's very high priced. I know they've done a lot of work to remodel it. It's very boutique and chic like you're talking Mm -hmm. about. But what's so funny for me, and I know you like that spot, I've been going to Vegas since I've been a kid with Zayna, you know, with her parents. I've seen what that used to be. They just (laughs) retrofitted it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they haven't made it nice, but just knowing what it used to be and it's not even a new building, I can't see paying that Oh my gosh, it's so nice. And the service is really good. When we checked in, our bell guy brought us up to our room. He showed us all the little perks and amenities that the room had and one of them was that when you're in the shower the shower door comes out to the bedroom when you're in the shower if you turn the lights off in the room your silhouette comes in through the shower and it's just like super sexy so sexy yeah really chic stuff then apparently romantic in there Yep. So if we're saying that, you know, around $300 is more on the higher end, what are we talking about for a normal stay in one of the big hotels? Normal stay for one of the big hotels, if you're lucky on a weekend, would be finding $110 a night. And that's that, super cheap. And that's cheap. And that's if you're lucky. And that doesn't even include the resort fee. Right. On weekdays, you can definitely find some of the bigger resorts on the Strip in the $70, $80 range during weekdays. But if you are trying to save a buck, you'd be better off staying at one of the non-big-named hotels off of the Las Vegas Strip. But no one wants to stay off the Strip. That's very true. But I will say this. In terms (laughs) of a big hotel at a reasonable price, Brittany and I like to and often stay at the Rio. It is on Flamingo. It is off the Strip. 
trip, but it is very close to the action. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about the Rio is they do have free parking still. It's cheaper and all of their rooms are suites. That's nice. I stayed there once before. We had so much room. And I like it a lot. And usually you can get lucky and find, you know, 80 to 120, which again, still pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. But for Las Vegas prices for a good hotel, not great, good hotel. That's good. Mm-hmm. And Jamal mentions Flamingo several times, and he's referring to the street because if you're just Googling Las Vegas, you will see that there is a Flamingo Hotel. And in all times that Jamal's mentioned Flamingo, he's talking about the street. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. And that's a good thing to point out, too, because Flamingo is another hotel that I love I'd like that to stay hotel. at. It's a good hotel. And for being on the strip, not as expensive as other ones. That's and true. I really like it a lot just as well. When I went there most recently for Labor Day weekend, we stayed there. They are also renovating all of their rooms so they're a lot nicer they have flamingo decorations they have entertainment there and it is a legit resort that deserves a resort fee i guess unlike some of these other ones and not only does it have flamingo decorations they actually have a flamingo exhibit yes entertainment that's a good tip to know and it's free if you want to go visit it yeah they have a little botanical gardens of sort where they have the flamingos and just a little bit of las vegas history here for you flamingo is one of the first resorts ever created out in the Las Vegas desert. I did not know that. So it started it all. Bugsy, right? Bugsy Siegel. Bugsy Siegel. Yeah, he started it all. And you may remember that name Bugsy Siegel because we talked about him in episode 22 when we went to Hot Springs National Park. He used to be a mob figure in the area there and he resettled out in Las Vegas and started Flamingo. One other thing about the Flamingo is their pool is decent. It's not like a wild pool party and I don't think it even costs to get in. Even if you're not a guest and it's big, it's fun, but it could be family friendly. It's not like some of these wild pool parties that we'll get into in a minute, but I approve of it. It's a good Sunday pool. Sunday, chill, relax by the pool, pool party. And drink and listen to music, but not get too crazy. And another hotel to stay at, not highly recommended per se, but it's still a good hotel, is the Excalibur. So if you want to fulfill a childhood dream and stay there, I did that as an adult (laughs) and it was so exciting. But Brittany actually went there when she was a child. Well, just a little preface for anyone who hasn't been there. The exterior of the Excalibur looks like a giant fantasy castle. Mm -hmm. So I remember being there as a kid before they had the extreme extravagant resorts that they have now and that was like the creme de la creme of your child you see this castle they had arcade games and all that stuff and Brittany stayed there once when she was a child and yeah. currently now still moderately priced for a hotel on the las vegas strip mm-hmm. i think i stayed there when i was 10 i was on a family trip with my mom and my brother and my mom's filipino friends and it was like my childhood dream come true i remember they had an arcade area my mom doesn't often spoil us but she gave us like a ton of money for the arcade and my brother and I won a ton of stuffed animals that we took home and then on top of that we booked the Tournament of Kings dinner which is in Excalibur and if you haven't heard of Tournament of the Kings it's where these knights have these jousting competitions on horses while you have a dinner and the dinner is like Cornish hen with potatoes and corn and they don't give you silverware so you eat it with your hands like so they really keep it medieval like the theme medieval times yeah 
Yeah. I would just love to go to something <laughs> that like that. sounds kind of fun. Uh, is it only for kids? No. Like my mom <laughs> went and she took, it's like a whole family it, event. They've had that since I've been a child and it's still there. So it's proved the test of time for Las Vegas as a show. Yeah. It's still there. I haven't been there yet for all the times I've been to Las Vegas, but we never went as children. And now that I'm an adult, it still sounds really fun. But when we go, Brittany and I like to eat at other restaurants, more high end, because that's one of the places we like to go to spoil ourselves when it comes to food is Las Vegas because it's such a great culinary city. And I feel like that's a perfect segue for our next topic, which is restaurants and where to eat and our recommendations in Las Vegas. So just keep in mind, if Kim recommends anything, probably don't take her recommendation in the section because Kim is always drunk when she's in Vegas. <laughs> so she probably like she probably won't know what's really good to eat in vegas she has one good recommendation which we've eaten at with her so when she talks about that one definitely do trust her on it and you know i can't say anything because britney's right i hardly ever even eat when i'm in vegas i drink a lot <laughs> you're fueled by the booze exactly. that's, all, that's all the energy you mm-hmm. need huh yep I respect it. So Jamal and I can probably cover this section pretty well. Our favorite restaurant in Las Vegas is Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse. And I love their beef Wellington, which is Gordon Ramsay's signature dish. Why don't you describe that for us, Jamal? Yeah. So every time we go to Las Vegas, Brittany gets the beef Wellington. I love it, but I myself am a big fan of just their classic ribeye. I've never had a ribeye steak come out better than at Gordon Ramsay. And I'm not just saying this because he's a celebrity chef and on TV and I like his shows. Legitimately, good, good steak. Didn't you guys see him there once? Yeah. I've seen him there. We had a celebrity sighting in Las Vegas. Gordon Ramsay was there yelling at my steak before it came out of the the window, huh? (laughs) (laughs) But wait, you didn't tell us what the beef wellington is. No, I'm getting to it. Thank you very much. So to answer Brittany's question, the beef wellington is a tenderloin and a tenderloin is the long cut of a filet mignon which is the really really tender piece of the beef Mm -hmm. and it is wrapped in a puff pastry and baked but before it gets put in that puff pastry they also wrap the tenderloin in what's called a duxelle which is an emulsion of ground up mushrooms shallots and other seasonings to where it gets really really dry and you can basically like cake it around it and then that duxelle is wrapped with prosciutto so it's all wrapped in a beautiful little filet mignon ball and then put in a puff pastry and baked and it comes out with a delicious sauce so so good that sounds phenomenal it is so good it's my favorite dish there and i will say this kim i know you're not a mushroom person if i didn't say that i swear on my life you would never know there were mushrooms in it you can't taste it it's thin it's just more a thing that they use to wrap the prosciutto like you wouldn't even know so typically when we're there we get the beef wellington and jamal gets the ribeye but we always finish off the meal with his signature dessert which is sticky toffee pudding served with brown butter ice cream what is that it's pure deliciousness Oh my god. Pure deliciousness. Even if you don't want to go to eat a steak, you should go and just try that dessert one time. So good. And on top of that, it comes with a caramel sauce that you slather over the entire thing. The caramel sauce alone should sell Zena. She's all about caramel. She would love it. What kind of sides come with the steaks? So in that steakhouse, it is a la carte. So it's only the steak when you order it. So if you want your sides, you have to order them. It's an additional charge. He has his mashed potatoes, baked potato, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, mac and cheese, Mm. whatever it is that you want, you could pretty much order on the side as one of his sides. But Brittany and I usually get either the mashed or the baked potato. And we always do get a vegetable 
comfortable rotating between the Brussels or asparagus. How's the Mac? We have not had the <gasps> Mac. We have not had his okay. Mac. Okay. Next time we go to Vegas, we should go here. We Sounds definitely good. should. It's really good. But How much I, are the sides? Probably about $13 for each side. Oh, that's not bad. I was thinking 20 or 30 No, that's for the side, about $13. For the Wellington itself or a steak, you're looking at, you know, $75. 65 mm-hmm. to $75. Typical. So it's definitely a little bit of a splurge, but in terms of this restaurant being in the Paris Hotel on the Las Vegas Strip by a celebrity chef, it is expensive, but more reasonably priced than a lot of other fancy places that I've seen in Las Vegas. So as I mentioned before, Jamal and I always go to Gordon Ramsay Steak. So the last time we were in Vegas, we went there and said, well, we should also try a new restaurant. So we went to a new restaurant called Scarpetta. Scarpetta is inside Cosmopolitan, and I wanted to go there specifically to try the duck and foie gras ravioli. How was it? Delicious. Delicious. I am a big fan of foie gras. And if anybody doesn't know what foie gras is, it is duck liver, but it is extra fattened duck liver. And it's just unbelievably delicious. So good. And to have that in the ravioli and the sauce and really have it in an Italian type setting because foie gras is traditionally French. So just to take that type of cuisine and put it into an Italian fusion was really, really good. And I'll tell you what, really, really big fan of the Italian food at Scarpetta. Even just looking at the menu of what they had and the other stuff, Brittany and I have only eaten there once, but we're definitely going to be going back to try it because we saw a lot of things that looked really, really good. And it is about to be our new favorite place in Las Vegas. I know Zaina has a place that she really likes. So why don't you tell us all about that, Zaina? Um, I wouldn't say this is necessarily my favorite, but you know, we used to stay at the Rio when we were younger with our parents and we would always go to the Carnival World Buffet. And so buffets mm-hmm. in general, you know, like, I mean, I guess you could go wrong, but at this place, you cannot go wrong with the carnival world buffet. Yeah, the world buffet, as Zaina said, we've eaten there a lot of times as kids. As an adult, I haven't really gone back lately, but I will say this. The Carnival World Buffet was consistently ranked for like five to seven years straight as the best buffet in Las Vegas. It is still one of the best. I don't know if it is still the best, but definitely up there ranks as must try if you're going to be doing some buffets. But in terms of buffets, my current recommendation, and this one would be a splurge, and again, nothing in Vegas is usually going to be cheap, but Caesar's Palace has a buffet called the Bacchanal. And the Bacchanal buffet, it's really crowded. It's about $80 a person, which is pricey. But the reason why it's pricey is they use everything at the highest quality. So when you go to a buffet and there's shrimp, it's usually small little ones. Here they have giant prawns. They have Alaskan king crab. They will boil it for you if you want it. They'll shell it for you. All of their beef is prime beef. So they have Wagyu they have yeah 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 so when are we going here it's really really expensive and i just want to throw does it come with drinks that's my question well it doesn't come with alcohol it doesn't come with alcoholic drinks Uh. none of the buffets do they come with free drinks but again non-alcoholic drinks unless you do the sunday morning brunch i think i did the sunday morning brunch at paris i don't know if the champagne was included or not but we tipped our waitress nicely at the beginning and then she just kept bringing bottles of champagne to us i just recently went to the buffet the flamingo and I think it was around 30 and then 15 for unlimited mimosas and Bloody Marys. That's not bad. I mean, the food was okay. 
but it was a good deal. You were there for another reason. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's one thing to be said about Vegas in general is there's tons of buffets and some of them have really good deals. You can Google it and find out recommendations for what's the best right now, but definitely hit up a buffet in Vegas. Yeah. You haven't experienced Vegas if you haven't gone to a buffet there. You know, the downside though is that most hotels in Vegas do not give you a free breakfast buffet. That's true. They really should. I will say this though. If you stay at the Westgate Hotel, which used to be the Hilton on the north side of the Strip, Brittany and I had stayed there one time and we had to wake up early because we were driving somewhere using Vegas as a hub and their breakfast buffet didn't open early enough for us to make it because we had to hit the road. So we missed it. So the Westgate Hotel does have a free breakfast buffet included. Good tip. Yes. Let's stay there next time. We should. <laughs> Another good place to eat at is the Voodoo Lounge at the Rio and you get dinner and a view because if you go outside, it's at the very top of the Rio. So you get views of the city. So if you're up at the top on the patio, it's a great lookout point. What I remember getting there was a ribeye covered with blue cheese. Ooh, that's my top. favorite way to eat steak. It was really, really good. And Brittany and I haven't eaten there for a while, but like she said, really good steak. Is it going to be the best in terms of what else Vegas has to offer in terms of quality? I will say no, but in terms of what you get for the price and with the beautiful view that it comes with, it's definitely a good place that somebody should try when in Las Vegas. The last restaurant we're going to really talk about is the Joel Rubichon restaurant. He has two. We're talking about his signature restaurant. This is a three Michelin star restaurant, and this is the most Jamal and I have ever spent on a meal. We went here specifically for our one year wedding anniversary. We were in Las Vegas and we decided to do the 15 course meal that he offers there. Wow. Tell us about those potatoes. Oh my goodness. So just a little background before we get into the food. Like Brittany said, this restaurant is a three Michelin star. And if any chef gets one Michelin star, they are probably going to be excited for the rest of their life. They're going to be critically acclaimed, well-known. Joel Rubichon over all of his restaurants that he has worldwide has over 30 Michelin stars. Whoa. So he has the most Michelin stars of any chef in the world. Wow. He has since passed. But yes, getting back to what you were saying, Kim, about his potatoes, his mashed potatoes are the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. You would think, oh, you know, mashed potatoes. There are a lot of ways it could go wrong. But for the most part, mashed potatoes is always a hit. Everyone loves them. Uh -huh. These were incredibly special. So buttery, so smooth, so delicate. <laughs> So creamy. Delicious. So delicious. Yeah. Is this what you model your mashed potatoes after? This is what I model my mashed potatoes after. It's not as good, but I will say it is close. Because you guys, Jamal <laughs> is super proud of his mashed potatoes. At Thanksgiving, he will ask you, do you love the potatoes? Do you love the potatoes? How are the mashed potatoes? And they're really they were good. Bomb. Yeah. And if you think mine are good, try Joel Rubichon's. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 times better. And I think mine are probably the best home-cooked mashed potatoes you'll ever have in your life. And that's just me tooting my own horn. So you guys got those potatoes in the 15 course meal. But didn't you say that you can get them without having to do that meal? Yes. Yeah, so he has a second restaurant right next door to his signature one. Both of them are in MGM in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And again, 
he has his signature one, which is his tasting course menu restaurant, which we did. And then he has a secondary restaurant, which is the non-tasting course. And you could get them over there. It is substantially less expensive. It's not as haughty toddy mm-hmm. and more relaxed dining experience than the high-end one we did. But his food was just so, so good. All of the courses that we had. And he really elevated it to where food was art. You know, even one of the desserts came out and it looked like it was in a bowl and it was a whole scene terrarium scene yeah so question for you how long does it take to go through a 15 course meal and how can you eat 15 courses i'm thinking like salad and then there's like your main entree and then your dessert so i mean like what is 15 courses so it probably took us about three hours to get through the dinner so a lot that amount of time and although it is 15 courses it's like 15 tastings but before you get to the tastings they bring out a bread and cheese cart that's not part of Ooh. the tasting menu. <laughs> Absolutely delicious bread and cheese cart. <laughs> Absolutely Sounds delicious. Good. But you know, you get your salad and then let's say, for example, the next course is seafood. They bring out three different tastings of the fish. And so each one of those counts as a tasting. Yeah. So maybe one course is a scallop. Then the other one is maybe swordfish. And they're obviously all on separate plates. But a lot of times in between, you know, like Brittany said, they'll start with seafood and then maybe it'll go on to land. So it'll be like a chicken or a beef or a lamb and then eventually in the middle they'll have some sort of palate cleanser sorbet that they bring out and Uh things of that nature and then the last few are obviously desserts but they're not full-blown plates at best you're getting you know three bites off of everything yeah so the last four plates we had were desserts so first they bring out a trio of desserts and it was three different desserts each on their own plate and we're like oh my god this dessert is so good and then (laughs) on top of that they bring out what looks like a terrarium looking dessert where the soil is made out of chocolate and there's mm. a chocolate butterfly and marshmallow fluff that look like clouds. It's a scene and it's art that you feel bad about eating almost. I sure hope you have a picture of that. I do. You know, I took a photo of every single course that we <laughs> had and this was right before our Mexico City trip in which my phone got stolen from Aww. me before I back stuff up to the cloud. So I've lost all of those, but I know Brittany took them. So I'm hoping she still has them but all my photo evidence of this experience good old iPhones back up well my phone backs up too I just never set it up for backup I know I know I I learned my mistake after that everything Mm -hmm. has been backed up since my phone was stolen so what does a 15 course meal cost you Ooh, well Brittany and I spent a little over $500 per person on this meal. Ooh, but penny. I'm not even done describing the meal. So <laughs> after that dessert, they brought Jamal and I an anniversary cake. What? A whole cake? A slice of cake. Oh, because didn't you say your sister called ahead of time to let them know? Yeah. So my sister knew we were going there. She actually called ahead before we went and she bought us a bottle of wine that was served at our table right when we got there. So Aww, thank you, so Tanette, sweet. for that anniversary gift. And then on top of that, they have a dessert cart. So you thought we were done with dessert. (laughs) So we did like the three small tastings of the dessert. Then we did the terrarium dessert. Then we did the cake. And now they bring out a dessert cart. Oh my God. So (laughs) it had those 15 courses, but everything that she's talking about, the dessert cart, the bread and cheese, those don't count as part of the courses. And I think with the bread and cheese, those potatoes were kind of on the side as, you know, little supplements to add to your meal. So it was absolutely delicious and I don't feel bad about spending that type of money because it is expensive and I'm not going to sit here and say somebody's not listening thinking what an idiot spending like $500 on a meal but I look at meals to be 
experiences. And you hear us in the podcast talk all the time. All of us love to have a drink every now and then. It enhances our vacation. And even though Vegas is a drinking city, interestingly enough, when Brittany and I go to Vegas, we're not the drinkers there. Doesn't surprise me. I know. We like to see shows. We like to have <laughs> meals. And that's where we choose to spend our money on in Vegas because I feel like you could drink anywhere else. And in my opinion, and no discredit to you, Kim, because I know you love to party in Vegas, <laughs> I just rather spend my money on something else because to party in Vegas is very expensive. Mm -hmm. So another experience like food or shows is my go-to. True. You could spend $500 on alcohol easily in a That's weekend. what I'm saying. But I also, you know, devil's advocate, I think partying in Vegas is an experience in and of itself, oh, yeah. especially if you're not as close to Vegas as us being in San Diego are, or if it's someone's first time. No, absolutely. <laughs> but overall, there are so many places to eat in Vegas. We're not going to cover them all. We just wanted to give you some highlights of things that we have tried in our experience. But I do want Kim to say her recommendation because you called her out on Don't Trust It and she hasn't mentioned it and we go there and we like it. So what okay. are you talking about? Well, this one's actually in downtown Vegas and it's called Lay Thai and we've eaten there a couple of times. Really, really good Thai food. You know, I love Thai food whenever I travel. If you're in downtown Las Vegas and you want a good restaurant, that's what I would recommend. Mm -hmm. And we gave that restaurant a shout out on our Bryce Canyon episode. Mm -hmm. So now that you've spent all that money on food and drinks, let's take you to the places that are free. Free. Vegas has a lot of free entertainment, which is really nice. Woo -woo. Yeah, love free things. One of the places that Brittany and I love to go each time we're in Las Vegas, and I know you ladies too, is the Bellagio Hotel. And the reason for it is twofold. The Bellagio has dancing water fountains outside of the front because the Bellagio is supposed to be set on Lake Como in Italy, and they have these beautiful fountains that every 15, 20 minutes, they will have shows where the water fountains are synchronized to the music mm -hmm. and when it's nighttime they have lights it's not like neon colored lights just white lights but nonetheless such an enhancing experience and definitely a nice beautiful free thing to do in las vegas and you've probably seen this already at the end scene of oceans 11 yes it's in many movies it's an iconic staple of vegas and it's right on the strip you can see it from your car if you're driving by too have you guys been to the seasonal garden inside of the bellagio absolutely mm -hmm. it's a must see yeah, every season they change their garden and they make structures out of flowers. So big themed flower landscapes are inside the garden. Jamal, what are some of the things we've seen there? My gosh, on our last trip, they were paying homage to India and they had tigers that were made out of flowers. So they had, wow. yeah, and then elephants. It was just amazing. That's some of the stuff we've seen. And, you know, during spring, they'll change it up every year for Chinese New Year. They'll have dragons and pagodas and all types of things. So depending on the time of year, not necessarily just the four seasons. If big things are coming up, they Christmas. definitely do that. Yes, absolutely. So always go in. It's always going to be new. Even come Christmas time, like Kim's saying, they're not going to recycle the same thing that they did last year. It's always going to be different. Mm -hmm. So you can watch the fountains outside. You can see the garden inside. And then when you enter into the hotel, they have the most beautiful blown glass ceiling. And I feel like you can't really even describe it. It's, it's art. The ceiling is art. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of glass blown flowers coming out of the ceiling. And that's just in the lobby. And that leads you right into the conservatory atrium area that we have been talking about that has the seasonal flower gardens. Have any of you ever? ever stayed at the Bellagio? I have not, no. no. But I want to. I've 
eaten at the restaurant though that overlooks the lake and the dancing waterfalls they do have a restaurant and a bar there nice i can't give you too much information because i had been drinking mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't really recall which one it was you just remember that you were on the lakefront huh pretty much they have plenty of restaurants there that overlook it mm-hmm. Brittany and i have eaten one there just as well yeah <laughs> yes absolutely another one again we mentioned this earlier when we we're talking about the hotels seeing the flamingos at the flamingo and another good free thing to see in vegas is the circus performances at circus circus hotel they do have an amusement park there that is under a big glass dome that unfortunately is not free but the circus acts themselves are so they have trapeze artists and other circus performances that happen under their big top and definitely good more particularly if you're going with children that's a good family environment free show to see there's also the caesar's emporium shops there's tons of designer shops that you can go into window shop obviously if you buy something it's not free but there's a lot of good shopping or even just you know passing the time in that shop area so for the emporium shops i believe it's three stories and it goes deep into the hotel and it'll have pretty much every brand name gucci prada high-end brand name that you're thinking about And then obviously another free thing to do in Vegas is just to walk around. In every single hotel, there's stuff to look at. Like the Cosmopolitan has the big high heel shoes that you could go take pictures with, or there's art everywhere. There's such good people watching. On the strip, on the streets of Vegas, there'll be people in costumes who will charge you to take a picture with them. But just walking around and taking in Vegas is one of the things to do there. It's quite entertaining. Yes, it is. Hey squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TRAVELSQUADPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. 
be sure to head over to travelsquadpodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So we've told you about all of the free things that you can do in Vegas, but we're going to talk now about the things to see that do cost money. And there's plenty of that. Always plenty of that in Vegas. So the free ones are rare commodities. But some of the activities that involve spending money include the aquarium at Mandalay Bay. I've done this once and it's a beautiful walk through aquarium. Really like it. I can't say it's anything like the Monterey Bay Aquarium up in Northern California, which is world famous. But for Las Vegas and what it is, the aquarium at Mandalay Bay is really, really nice. And another really, really good one to do that does cost money is the High Roller. And this one is on the Strip and it's pretty much Las Vegas's version of the London Eye Ferris wheel. I really want to do it. This one's a fun one. No one will go with me. You haven't done the high roller yet? No. And there's the bar in there. But every time I say, and I say it to you guys often, and Brittany's always like, they squish you in like sardines. So they do. There's not a bar (laughs) in every single cart. So they do shove you in like sardines. I was totally going to say that before Kim said, Brittany always says they shove you in like sardines. They do. They do. Right? And so when you're going open bar though, it's not an open bar unless you pay extra for it. So there's not a bar in the cart if you're just going to go. So I don't want that to be a misconception to our listeners. Good clarifying that. You have to pay extra if you want the cart that does include the bar and the drinks. And it only takes you around once. And that really only includes just everyone loading in. 30 minutes, right? Yeah, it's about 30 minute ride. And if you aren't in first and you don't get a view of the window, people are aggressive and they are wanting the window spots for the views. So it's very hard to get window viewing if you aren't the first in. Yeah, and they charge more depending on if you do it at night because Las Vegas lit mm-hmm. up at night is beautiful. So they charge a premium for that. And it's definitely less expensive if you do it during the day. Now, usually when we go to Las Vegas, it's always going to be during the weekend. So it's a lot more crowded. If you go during the weekdays, you may have a different experience with it being crowded. But to what you're saying, Kim, about the open bar, I've read online. So as Brittany was saying, only very few cars have the open bar. Clearly, you're going to have to pay more for it. But they only allow you to get one drink at a time and make you do a rotation of everybody. So I've heard by the time you actually even get done with it because of how many people are in it you really don't get that whole open bar experience Mm. because they make you go back in line and have everybody at least have their first drink before you get your second one that's too bad i know that being said we're not saying don't do it certainly you know make your own decisions i'm glad that i did it would i do it again probably not but i certainly think it's worth doing Obviously, we can't talk about Las Vegas unless we mention gambling. So clearly, this is the biggest number one pay-to-do, pay-to-play thing in Las Vegas, quite literally. And the one thing we just want to let everybody know is you do get free drinks while you play. Yeah, you do. Free drinks. And I just want to throw out a quick little hack here. Squad tip. Squad tip. Squad tip. On how to get free drinks really without major risk of losing your money while you're gambling. If you go play roulette, it gives you the option for even money to bet on black or red. If you bet on both, clearly you're going to lose on one. But what you lose on, you're going to win the payout on the other. Now, on a roulette wheel, there is either one green or two greens. But I'm not saying it won't hit it. Very rarely does it happen because there's more reds and more blacks. So as long as you avoid hitting one of those two greens, you're going to make even money and you can get free drinks the Mm -hmm. whole time until the stewardess comes around and takes care of you. 
<laughs> Good tip. I love the free drinks in Vegas. And just make sure to tip your waitress, just a dollar or a chip or so, and she'll keep coming back for you. Yeah, even though it's free, definitely always at least tip them at a minimum a dollar. You guys, when I'm in the casino, I hit up the pina coladas. I fucking love a good pina colada. I know you do. <laughs> I love the pina coladas too. What else is there to do that costs money in Vegas? Like I mentioned before, the Tournament of Kings is always a good thing to do. If you're traveling with a family, this might be a good option for a family event. And it's dinner and a show. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about Circus Circus and the free things to do, as I said, they do have an amusement park there that is under a glass dome. They charge money for an unlimited ride pass. That's something you can do with the family, as well as the Stratosphere Hotel. They do have a tall tower that has rides at the top and you can pay to do those and at New York New York Hotel they have a roller coaster called the Manhattan Express and that is another pay to do activity on the strip. But the really cool thing about that roller coaster is it goes all around the hotel and it's outdoors. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've ridden that before. It's definitely a fun one. A little jerky, but definitely a fun one to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then if you're headed over to the Paris Hotel, they do have an Eiffel Tower viewing deck. It is a exact one third replica of the real Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. So you can pay $19, go to the top, tell people you've been to the Eiffel Tower and just hope no one knows the difference. Technically, you're not lying. Yeah, you really are. That's what I said. <laughs> you didn't tell him you went to the one in Paris, France. There's also the boats at the Venetian. Ah, the gondolas. Yes, the gondolas. You can do a little Venice gondola ride. Because we missed our opportunity when we were in Venice. Yeah. Well, those are just some of the highlights of the pay-to-do activities in Las Vegas. But if you notice, we didn't talk about shows because they are their own separate category. And as we mentioned, Brittany and I love to go to shows when we are in Las Vegas. Do you go to any shows when you're no, in Vegas? No, I've never been to a show in Vegas. Wow, you're really missing yeah, out. You're really missing out. What I about know. you, Zana? Every year I say I'm going to do it and I don't. What about you, Zana? I've seen Carrot Top perform, but that was quite some time ago. So I don't really remember too much about that. But I have seen Carrot Top. I've seen Celine Dion. I don't know if it's once or twice, but I mean, like fucking Celine Dion. She's amazing. And I did see Britney Spears. She no longer has a residency, but I did see her oh, performance there. Oh my God, there. I'm so oh, jealous nice. of that. See, but you know what? Our seats were pretty far. And yeah, so they're expensive. they were expensive tickets. They're pretty pricey tickets. And um, I think the thing about Britney Spears is I, I love Britney. I was like the biggest Britney fan back in the day, but it's a performance. It's not a concert. Mm -hmm. I would really love to go see like Chris Angel or David Blaine magic show. I would love to see those type of magicians in Las Vegas. I haven't. Britney and I have seen Penn and Teller, which they are magicians, but they're not traditional magicians like Chris Blaine or David Copperfield, for example. So I would love to see Mm -hmm. those shows. And again, each hotel is going to have a main attraction show. So there's so many to go over, but Britney and I love to go to the Cirque du Soleil style shows and we've pretty much been to all of them. Some of our favorites include Zarkana and Mystere. Now O, that's the name of the show, O Appalagio is the signature Cirque du Soleil show in Las Vegas and it is going to be the most expensive. Is it the sexual one? 
No, Zumanity at New York, New York is a sexual (laughs) one. It is very sexual. What I remember about that show real quick, Jamal, before you get back to O, was at the end of the show, they were pulling people up from the audience to get on stage. And this lady was doing really sexual things (laughs) with the people performing the acts because they were doing it to her. And it was like very, very sexual. Okay. But it was a good show. But getting back to O, this is the one that everyone says you have to see. It's the best. It's the most expensive. And Brittany and I had been putting it off to see for a long time for whatever reason. I think it was just we didn't really want to pay that money at that point. You see other Cirque du Soleil shows. How much are we talking? The cheap seats, probably $130 a ticket. Yeah. So pretty expensive. And we saw it. And I don't know what all the fuss was about. The cheaper Cirque du Soleil shows like Zarkana and Mystere, I think were a lot better. But the Wynn Hotel has a show called Le Rev, which is like a Cirque du Soleil, just not under the name. And that is 10 times better than O, and it's cheaper, and I would recommend that to anybody. See La Rev at The Win in Las Vegas. And La Rev translates to The Dream, and it has a lot of thrilling acrobatic stunts that involve the water and the pool in the theater. Yeah, and it's such a small, intimate show. The whole theater is everybody in a round circle, and the stage is in the middle, and the stage sinks into the water, rises into it, and just has a lot of acrobatic shows to it so really good but if those type of acrobatics aren't necessarily your thing and you're more into music they have a lot of shows featuring musical artists such as the Beatles so they have a show called Love at the Mirage which is all Beatles themed oriented so there's always going to be something for you to do in Las Vegas and the acrobatic shows are so amazing it's amazing what the human body can do and what things these performers can do there's one other show I'd love to see that's not acrobatic well I mean I guess it could be and that is is the Magic Mike show. Magic Ooh, Mike love show. Love to go to that one. <laughs> well, they, ha- they have two. They have one at Rio, which is a Chippendales. And then I think at Excalibur, they have a Thunder Down Under. Is oh, that yeah, the one that you're referring Magic to? Mike oh, now. they have an actual yeah. Magic Mike. Okay. It's, they got the licensing rights new. to that. Huh? It's a couple, I think it's a couple years old now. Do you know where it's at? I do not. Okay. Magic Mike for Kim coming up next in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've talked a lot about what we like to do. Why don't you tell us about your Las Vegas Finally, the fun stuff. (laughs) The fun stuff. Okay. So yes, Vegas is known for its nightlife and it has plenty of nightclubs. But my favorite thing about Vegas is the pool parties. There are so many good pool parties. It's basically the nightclub scene set in the heat of the day in a pool. It's amazing. You can see so many cool big name DJs there. I mean, between pool parties, and nightclubs. I've seen the Chainsmokers, Galantis, Steve Aoki. Have you seen Pauly D? I saw Pauly D in San Diego. Okay, okay. Because I thought I, I thought you had seen Pauly D and you didn't mention him on that list. So, but I didn't remember that it was in San yeah, Diego. Not Vegas, but love him. So yeah, you can just have a weekend of EDM music if that's what you're into, which I love. So yes, I've been to Hakazan legitimately for the nightclub. Very fun. It's like three stories, huge, amazing. The other thing about Vegas which you probably already know, but in case you don't, you can drink 24-7. The bars do not close. So the clubs will be open till five in the morning, for example. But anyway, back to pool parties. Encore Beach Club at the Win, Super, super fun. Marquee at Cosmopolitan is a pool party and a nightclub. Same spot. Really fun. The most recent one that I went to on my last trip over Labor Day weekend was Chaos at the Palms, which is off the strip, but it was so big. So much fun. Saw Marshmallow there. It was such a good time. Tons of fun people. People. One last thing to know about pool parties in Vegas, like a nightclub, you wear 
heels by the pool. You dress cute. Like you're not wearing like a one piece and your plastic flip flops to the pool. Like No muumuu to the pool? No. <laughs> they do have lockers. So you can store some of your stuff. I've seen them as cheap as 10 bucks or as much as 70 bucks to rent a locker. So $70 for yes. a locker? Yeah, That's it's crazy. kind of crazy. So research it first. They're super strict about what you can bring in. They'll take your gum even. Like they're really crazy, but they're really, really fun. I don't even like to go to Vegas if the pool parties aren't open because that's the funnest thing to do there. There's so much fun. Sound like a pool party snob over here. I don't (laughs) like to go to Vegas unless I could go to a pool party. It's true. I don't. That's the best thing about it. And another thing on the topic of nightclubs, I want to mention one nightclub in general. So generally speaking, all the nightclubs are going to be fun. Actually, I have two tips for you here in this section. This one's going to save you a lot of money. Squad tip coming up. Squad tip. Nocovernightclubs.com. Nocovernightclubslasvegas.com. Both of these websites you can go to and choose from their list of day pool parties and nightclubs. Put your name on the list and say the number of women and men that you're with and you'll be put on the guest list for free. What a great tip. There are some weekends like Labor Day weekend where if you don't do it a few weeks in advance, they might be sold out. But typically you can also find these types of promoters on the streets who will help get you in for free. But sometimes the nightclubs or pool parties will even hook up the girls with open bar for a certain amount of hours. Wow. Yes. That's a good tip. I just have one other nightclub specifically that I want to call out. And this is the Dreyas After Hours nightclub. This one opens at three in the morning. And this is where everyone goes to continue the party. Most nightclubs will start to clear out around four, five-ish, and the music will end. That's just when Dreyas is kicking off. So you can go over there, get on the guest list, get in. The party does not stop until 10 in the morning. I'm going to have to go there first thing in the morning when I wake up. My last trip to (laughs) Vegas, we didn't get into Vegas until one in the morning and we did something and then we went straight to Dreyas at 4 a.m. and it was crazy in there. And Dreyas is at Cromwell like you were talking about earlier. Yes. That was actually the second time I've been there. The first time I went there was on New Year's Day 2018. We went with my two girlfriends and we'd been up all night. I think we went there at seven in the morning and they sat down while I went to the bar to get a drink and was talking to some people. And then I'm talking to this guy and my two girlfriends run over to me and they're like, Harry, you are and then right behind them is a security guard saying how did you girls get in here again because apparently they'd already been kicked out once for sleeping in the nightclub oh no (laughs) it was seven in the morning so party hardy when in vegas i have lots to say about pool parties and nightclubs so if anyone has any questions on that topic dm me comment me on instagram at travel squad podcast and i got you back Very nice. So we've talked a little bit about things to do on the Strip. Now, Las Vegas has what's called a downtown Las Vegas area. And this was the original Las Vegas before the big commercialization took over. And these are a lot of the older hotels. And this is where you'll find a lot more bargains in terms of cheaper dining, cheaper shows, cheaper hotels, etc. And they have something very famous there called the Fremont Street Experience because because downtown Las Vegas's main street is Fremont Street. And what is the Fremont Street experience? A weird place. <laughs> no, weird in a good way though, right? Yeah, a lot of people watching. So it's a street and it's covered with a video screen on the roof. That's the ceiling is like this video screen. And then you'll see people zip lining through it. There's bars, restaurants. I think the Golden Nuggets right there. So it's just a long pathway. So it's downtown strip pretty much. And you'll definitely just want to like stare at the ceiling and 
people watch. Mm-hmm. Downtown Las Vegas is also where Lee Tai is. The restaurant we mentioned earlier, it's where Kim likes to eat. And it's where we've been together as the squad as well. Yeah. And the Fremont Street experience, like Kim was saying, they covered the street with a whole LED screen and they do a show every so often on that screen. So that goes back to one of our things, free things to do in Las Vegas is to go see the show and the LED screen that they have on Fremont Street. Mm-hmm. One other honorable mention for downtown Las Vegas is a place called Gold Spike. It's a really big venue. It has indoor, you know, stage, DJ, dancing kind of a thing. They have plenty of tables, games, but then outside they have a huge area with picnic tables. They have a gigantic size beer pong game set up. They have Foursquare. They have all these different like games and activities and tons of people, music, stage. They even have like a big hippie bus you can go into and hang out in with lights all in it. It's a really big, fun venue also much more affordable than some of the similar places that you would have on the strip. So Las Vegas is a great city to visit. There's so much to do and see there, but Las Vegas can also be used as a travel hub. So where are some of the places you can travel to from Las Vegas? Well, number one would be Hoover Dam. And Hoover Dam is a very famous dam that was built during the Great Depression. It's not too far from Las Vegas, maybe a 45-minute drive. It's very, very famous, well-known. And it straddles the line between Arizona and Nevada. And it is the dam damming the Colorado River. And that's actually where Las Vegas gets all of its electricity from, is the power plant capabilities. Yeah, when you're on the Strip, you'll see a lot of brochures for tours to go out there. And then another place being the Grand Canyon, because the Grand Canyon is also very close to Las Vegas. We also have the Valley of Fire State Park, which is only about an hour away. And we mentioned that in episode eight when we talked about our American Southwest road trip. Yeah, we actually used Vegas as a hub when we did our American Southwest road trip, episode eight. And we included Antelope Canyon, Grand Canyon, and Valley of Fire State Park all together in one trip. Also, Jamal and I have used... Vegas as a hub to go to Zion National Park. In previous episodes, I have mentioned Zion National Park is my favorite Number national one. park. Number one. Me too. And I love it. It is so beautiful. It's beautiful in winter. It's beautiful in summer. I just love this park all around. Yeah, Zion is three, three and a half hours from Las Vegas. Not a very quick drive, but definitely quick if you want to go out and see nature, do some hiking. And Zion is in the state of Utah. And also going back to episode 33 where we were talking about Bryce Canyon National Park we used Las Vegas as our hub that was about a four four and a half hour drive to Bryce and we used Las Vegas as our hub for that so a little bit of long driving but you know if you have the wheel in you three to four hours is really not a lot of time to be behind the wheel to go do those things and the Las Vegas airport is the closest airport to some of these national parks if you're going to go to them one last thing I want to say about using Vegas as a hub even if you use it as a place to stay in the city and you've done all of the nightlife and you've gotten your fill of the city, you can head out to Red Rock Canyon, which is right outside of Las Vegas, maybe a 30 minute drive. And it is a beautiful place to hike and just get your nature fill in after being in the city. They have some giant desert tortoises out at Red Rocks Canyon, by the way, just as well. Seen Did them you once. See any? Oh, it Seen it once. Saw the big giant tortoise once. Yes, absolutely. Really cool out there and really, really close. So now now it's time for Kim's favorite part of this episode. Questions of the week. Woo! 
You know, as we've been going on with questions of the week, Kim, I feel like your singing voice is getting better and better as we go along. Oh, I could have a singing career. I questions of the week. I don't Ooh. know if you're just getting more excited with each episode or what, but the passion. Is the passion through. is here. Coming through. Okay. So our first question comes from Chris H. from Dallas, Texas. Hey, Chris. He says, how much time do you need in Vegas? I feel like two days and get me the fuck out. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're going to be doing. If you're going to be doing what Kim likes to do, which is the pool parties and have a good time, I totally agree with that sentiment, two days. Even without that necessarily, for Brittany and I not being the big drinkers when in Vegas, those meals add up, hotel mm -hmm. costs add up. So I also agree with that. But if I'm saying this as somebody who lives close to Las Vegas, has easy access to it, if you are coming from far away from the East Coast of the United States or out of country, I would say maybe four days is all you need in Las Vegas, unless you were trying to do full-blown day trips to Zion National Park, like we mm -hmm. talked about, or Grand canyon which is close then maybe you want five but four or five but if you live close enough definitely don't need more than two i don't think all of us now live about five hours away drive time an hour and a half if we fly oh even less than that yeah it's so so close so close and there's something different to do every single time that you go to vegas so even though you'll see the main things if you go back a few years later there's gonna be so many more things to see and do so i would say anywhere from two to four days depending on how much you want to spend and how much you want to see. Yeah, that's something I wanted to say about Vegas too is the nightclubs, even if it's the same nightclub, new DJs or same hotel, new restaurants, new activities, there's always something new to do. So you can go back to Vegas and see a completely different experience there. I say two days, even if I wasn't doing the whole crazy partying thing, nocturnal life, I would still say two-ish days because in the summer, it's really, really hot. In the winter, it can be very cold. It's not like a super comfortable temperature most of the year and it takes a long time to get to places everything's expensive it's just kind of exhausting being there there's so much sensory overload yes there is it's like Times square on crack <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to describe it but you love Times square though. i do love Times square but only so much but not it. on crack no <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Max D from Salem, Massachusetts asks, what is your most memorable Las Vegas story? You want to start this off, Kim? <laughs> I see a look on your face like you got a good one, Kim. Okay. I do have a good one. I have a lot. Most of them are not podcast appropriate, but I will say one. <laughs> you might be able to DM him at Lush D's on her Instagram. She might share some of these other outrageous stories she has for you. Every <laughs> Vegas trip has some outrageous stories. But on my most recent trip, we left on a Friday after work. And so we didn't get into Vegas until about one, but we didn't have a hotel room booked. We were going to be staying that night with my friend's friend who used to be or is a stripper not totally sure but she has a lot of stripper friends her boyfriend was actually a stripper and so we get there at 1 a.m arrive to her house in residential las vegas about 30 minutes later like we're, we get ready really fast put on dresses about 30 minutes later a party bus shows up to pick us up and take us to the male strip club where she purchased a bottle and bought us all lap dances. And I've never been to a male strip club before this day. And she was just very insistent that we would be going. So we went and the lap dance, like I totally get where that song, I fell in love with a stripper comes from because after that lap dance, whoo. <laughs> you found love? So here's, okay, super hot buff guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> he comes over to our table. Mind you, it's three girls and our friend Jesse, who's a guy at the male strip club. So the, the guys come over to all of us girls. So there's three guys giving us three girls lap dances. This guy, like, I don't know where he got a belt from, but all of a sudden there's a belt. <laughs> And he puts it around my neck and bends me over and is like humping my <laughs> I love it. I was like, whoa, oh my God, okay. Was he broy looking? Um, a little bit, yeah. But he was really hot. <laughs> Sounds like you're <laughs> really hot, really buff. And after that I was like, I am in love. And you then guys could have gone to one of the many chapels on Las Vegas Boulevard <laughs> and gotten married. Well, we didn't do that, but we did go to the Dre's after hours club right after that. With the strippers? Mm-hmm. Good for you, Kim. <laughs> Sounds like you did Vegas. Showed right up that around night. four AM to that party. So yeah. Oh, great story. I don't know if I could even top that. So my Las Vegas story, I don't know, because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas so the same that's goes. true that's so, why I can't tell a lot of my stories yeah I don't think anyone else can top Kim we're just gonna let her answer this question solo I, you know what Kim I thought I had a story but then I heard yours and I'm like never mind no that's I okay. want to hear it come on tell me your crazy Vegas stories I don't know how crazy it is but I just remember driving to Vegas with an ex well boyfriend at the time but with an ex-boyfriend and my girlfriend and her sister and I think someone else was already there so we drove out there and then we pretty much partied all all night. But you guys will like this story because I know that you guys weren't fans of the guy. So at one point we were super drunk and we had a really huge bath in our bathroom and uh, we were sitting across from each other and I was trying to move my legs from one side of the tub to the other. So he was trying to help me lift my leg, but I was too drunk. And so it accidentally fell and I like kicked him. (laughs) (laughs) He deserved it. Hard in the nuts. (laughs) He was so fucking pissed, dude. But I just couldn't, I couldn't get my leg around him. You guys make it seem tame because my craziest Las Vegas experience is spending $550 for one person on a meal. Well, I'm pretty sure I spent that on alcohol because after we got out of the bathtub, we decided to continue partying. So we went out to the strip and then we waited until Circus Circus opened up (laughs) and then we rode the roller coaster. And then I think we finally came back at around 10 o'clock in the morning, but it was a timeshare. So we had the timeshare presentation. So we took about an hour nap and then we went to the timeshare presentation fun the most memorable thing that i've seen in vegas is kim making out with a guy with a neck tattoo oh gosh (laughs) you'll never let me live that down any last parting comments about las vegas One last little tidbit I want to add in is we mentioned the high roller earlier in this episode as the Ferris wheel in Las Vegas, and it is actually the tallest Ferris wheel in the world. Oh, yeah. Now I want to go on it even more. Right? So I just wanted to add that little tidbit in. Las Vegas is a fun city. Just don't get out of control like the Hangover movie and don't get arrested. Have a good time. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Keep the adventures going with us by following us on Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast. Tag us in all of your adventures and please send us those questions of the week. And if you found the information in this episode to be useful or you thought we were just plain funny, please share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. Please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We're going to be doing something a little different. We're going to be discussing how to work out and stay active and fit while traveling. Cool. Can't wait. Because fitness doesn't take no vacation. (laughs) No, it does not. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.